Come on down to the dawn of the world Let's take that path through the atmosphere And give four thousand answers to all of your questions Hi, and welcome to episode three of Doll's Eye Theatre Podcast, After Lockdown. During this challenging time of the coronavirus pandemic, Doll's Eye Theatre asked to hear from you. In May and June 2020, we challenged amateur writers to submit original work, no more than 400 words, under the title After Lockdown. We paired each piece with a professional actor to be performed on the podcast. We really hope that you enjoy the show. Let's roll with the light and leave our coins behind. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Michelle Mangle. Remember you survived. Remember you had more golden days than grey ones. Remember the photos you took, smiles you created and the love. Always remember the love. The love of your family and friends. The love from those that you did not expect. The love that bloomed within like spring flowers, gently scenting the air at night. Remember the new meals you made, the Zoom parties with friends, the quiz nights, the karaoke murder mystery, the sushi making, the art classes and embroidering tulips because you couldn't go and see them. Remember that you were never truly alone, that the blossoms came and went, the ducklings grew and you finally did that thing that you've always wanted to do. Remember the gardening, the painting, the poetry, the home improvement and the entire world slowing down to cultivate curiosity like a dog, sniffing everything in its path. Remember you were kept safe by your devices and from above. Remember that some were not so lucky. And our government let us down, but we are pioneers and we know how to sail rudderless, even when we do not know where to go. Thank you to all the mutual aid groups across our land. Remember your newly discovered luxuries? And the excitement of packages arriving and birthdays spent indoors but with no less love. Remember how you learnt to find joy in newly grown salad leaves and a hug and a kiss in your favourite cup of tea. Remember the tears of frustration sitting in the bath, wishing this would end even though part of you doesn't want it to. Remember the morning runs where you saw the world anew, your gasping heart smiling at foxes bolting through the park midday and delighting in the flight of herons. When lockdown is over, I hope you remember the games played and who you became, crossing over the path of who you used to be. But most of all, remember... You survived it all.
Things to Remember After Lockdown by Victoria Thornton Field. Life for me hasn't really changed much during the coronavirus period. I have a temporary part-time job from March until the end of October because it's a catering job and we really, really rely on holiday makers and because of government rules we've been furloughed. And because, well, the kitchen's tiny. There's no way we can socially distance. So I can't see it reopening for months. Other than that, everything is more or less the same because my other almost full-time job is as a carer, like so many women. I don't usually go out and about because my husband's health isn't good. He's quite immobile, almost always in pain, and strangely seems to have no need for people other than me, Tommy Cat and the TV. But I've come to realise that I'm not just a carer. I'm a living, breathing, thankfully, a person who still has dreams and ambition, a person who still wants and needs stimulus, someone who needs other people. Love is a powerful drug as is guilt and I felt so often that I shouldn't do stuff I should be at home by his side at all times regardless of whether or not he's asleep often or awake even though he says he's more than happy for me to do whatever I want there's a pull like a magnet that I find hard to break which means I tend to stay at home with him rather than take advantage of the huge number of things going on all over the island all the time but it's odd After the first few weeks, setting on the settee, a sort of lethargy I couldn't explain or understand, I found a new energy. Or rather, it seemed to discover me. I've never been quite so busy. All of those jobs that I've sat around waiting to be done, all of those things, that stuff that's been on list after list, are now being tackled. And like Jim Carrey in Yes Man, I vowed to do things, to never say no to any invitation or event, to say yes when people ask me if I fancy meeting up, to add events to my calendar, to live and not to quietly die inside because experiences are all we have, be they good or bad. Better to regret something you have done. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Anonymous They say everything we dream is a part of ourselves. So when we dream about places or food or animals or the people that love us or hurt us, really we're dreaming about what those things represent, the things that live within us. My dreams have been crazy vivid these last couple of months. Exhausting. I wake up in the night, heart beating and afraid. I don't remember most of the dreams, but I know that they scare me. I guess that means I scare myself, that I'm scared of what's inside me. Do you ever wonder what you don't remember in your dreams? And do you ever think about how little you remember of your real life when you're dreaming? When I was a kid, I had this theory that real life is the dream. It makes sense when you think about it. You remember as much of your life when you're dreaming as you do of your dreams when you're awake. Less even. 
So maybe that dream I had of wading through murky water full of dead fish, maybe that was actually real life. Dead groups of fish swirling around me and the odd live ones swimming up and looking at me with sad eyes wanting. What part of me do they represent? What sad, dead part of me? And what is the water I'm wading through up to my tits, dirty and stinking? What part of me? Sometimes I feel like the world isn't real, or I'm not real in it. The streets can be full of life around me. Kids, parents, business people, loud teenagers laughing or on their phones. Dogs barking, bees buzzing. And I'm a ghost floating just above the pavement. And that's at the best of times. Now, well, the world really does feel unreal. Even for people who aren't fucked up like me. Streets empty, people recoiling from one another, taking wide berths. That's what I think I'll remember the most. The distance. Two metres, but really it's more than that. The distance and the dreams, which I hardly remember, but which I know are me. And the thought that lockdown, this current reality, could in fact be the dream. The product of my chaotic mind trying to make sense of itself. Ghost me alone and far away in lockdown, which is the dream. And sad, dead me in murky water, which is the reality. And waiting or longing, I don't know what for. It's hard for ghosts to pin down things like that. We end up reaching or grasping but our hands pass right through. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Matt Field I go to bed, I lie back, I dream of playing rugby for England and scoring a winning try, of world peace and everyone owning a white dove. I dream of no disease and happy families and endless days on the beach. I dream of people not dropping litter and kindness to our fellow man, of an end to corporate greed and no people trafficking. I dream of winning the jackpot on the lottery and meeting someone to fall head over heels in love with. I dream of having children and a garden and enough money to pay the bills at the end of the month. I dream of space exploration, of world leaders collaborating and not acting like the worst playground bullies. I dream of the perfect cup of tea and helping everyone I can and of endless hugs and playing board games with those I love and then another perfect cup of tea. 
I dream of Father Christmas and the Tooth Fairy and Narnia. And they do really all exist. I dream of those I love never dying, never growing old, and everyone working towards the common good of the planet. Not because they have to, but because it's the right thing to do. I dream of the virus coming to an end and that black lives really do matter. I dream of the human race going on forever. And then I wake up and reality fully hits me in the guts. No dream, just a stomach churning nightmare. The realisation that nothing is going to change. Certainly not enough to save this beloved earth of ours. I make a cup of tea and it tastes just ordinary. And with total resignation I realise all I can do is dream on. When I was younger, there was an Adam Sandler film that I loved. And at one point, the female lead, Drew Barrymore, asks Sandler's character to play a song he'd written. And he resists, explaining it's a bit mismatched as half of the song was written when he was still in a relationship whilst the other half was written after his girlfriend had left him alone with a broken heart. But Drew still persuades him to get up on the stage and then he starts singing. And it's a sweet and nice song and then it cuts to Barrymore looking up at the singer with something close to love and adoration in her eyes. But it was all bullshit, thunders out Sandler. And Barrymore's face changes rapidly to one of confusion and pain as the next part of the song relays Sandler's bitterness and emptiness inside. And my lockdown experience all too closely echoes this cinematic moment. At some points I have these real moments of wonder and I feel a happiness, albeit a happiness which is fast becoming all too cliched in these times. There are so many more birds out on my daily sanctioned walk and it's genuinely lovely. And the sky above my zone two apartment is no longer clustered with chemical trails. I'm catching up with friends from years ago I used to be so close with and I'm finally watching those superb arty cultural films I promised myself for years I'd see but haven't. I'm taking a breath. I'm finally reevaluating. I feel a peace. <laughs> but then comes this sudden harsh screech in my head. It's all just bullshit! Just out of nowhere. And then it jolts me just as much as it did to Drew. Those great things I was so content with a minute ago may still objectively be great. But I feel a kind of bitterness towards them for not letting me dwell in my sadness. Instead, I must make do with this kind of emptiness and numbness as I undergo a minor existential crisis, wondering what I am if I need people around me so much. Am I anything without others? Am I that much of a social vampire draining their resources to keep me feeling alive? Will they realise that now they've had time to regain their strength away from me? Will I become a social pariah? Will my own personal lockdown be forever? My lesson learned? Don't think so much. Try and concentrate on the birds. They're nice.
Things to Remember After Lockdown by Shakira Stella I want you to know, you are more to me than pixels on a screen. We are now shapeshifters, as if caught in the midflow of a game of Tetris. Torsos and heads, voices of electrical glitches and can you hear me's? I'm reminded we are not in the same room, sharing biscuits from the same packet. I miss feeling the air between us of tipsy pub philosophy, beer stained in the wooden grain, sitting less than two metres apart, looking up at the stars and dreaming of our trips to the moon and through the galaxies. Late night, last tube, drifting on a wandering memory of the pub's final call. The moment you have to leave, but you don't want to say goodbye to each other or say goodnight to the day. So, you set on chasing the night. I miss the late, late nights that would turn into tired early mornings. Stale booze on our breath, bulging bags under our eyes. The sticky streets of Soho, well worn by our souls. Bathing in neon lights and wading through clouds of cigarette smoke. Our own mystical smoke machine of makeshift allure. (laughs) I miss the sounds of the city. The low, hazy rumble of crowded commotion and adventure. The sharp ring of bicycle bells and jumping to the sound of buses expelling air. Weaving in and out of crowds and glorying in the miracle of bumping into a friend. I miss the water. Thames. Confiding in its waves and it carrying my questions out to sea. I miss the way our laughter would compete for space in our ears. A loud head knocked back kind of cackle (laughs) i want to feel the echoes of our laughter reverberate around us in continuous accelerating circles so that we then levitate in adrenaline and elation to feel the sound waves that have bounced off of your skin and my skin through your ears and my ears and all which connects us i can't wait to give you a hug feel your warmth again I'd put the bickies on a plate while you'd put the kettle on and then we'd both hear the click of the water hitting a hundred degrees, boiling coming to its end at the same time. No virtual latency. I want you to know, you are more to me than pixels on a screen. I can't wait to see you again in 3D. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Carla Cox Remember how London contracted and exhaled? The perpetual rush, frenzy, noise, motion. Paused. In one week, the tumult of the city was hushed and the people flocked to their homes. Pressure dissipated like a balloon being pumped and pumped and pumped until it bursts and the tension is released in a flash. Huge centres of commerce serving no function, but to dress up in electric blue in commemoration of those who hold the country together. Centuries of capitalist decadence undermined overnight. Remember how spring sprung. The air still and sweet with blue skies caressing the skyline. Nature providing compensation for the lost lives. A hateful sacrifice demanded to restore native order. 
People started to discern beauty in the ordinary. A rose-gold sunset ablaze with amber-toasted clouds. Almost synthetic green leaves whispering to each other in an evening breeze. Watercolour peachy-grey clouds smudged across the sky. Lives that required indulgence and luxury to feel a cheap thrill abruptly jolted into acknowledging the wonder of the unembellished, unalloyed world. Remember the burden of fear, fear sinking the heart into the stomach like an anchor. No thinking too deeply, no thinking too hard, no thinking too forward. Bury your worry beneath baking sourdough and watching television and taking up jogging. Families splintered and homes displaced. The masses puzzled over an unforeseen terror whilst frontline forces fought a silent war under white lights in sterilised spaces. For most, the threat was distant and hypothetical. For the few, it was devastating. Remember to be thankful. Trauma and grief percolate into poignant gratitude. Gratitude for health, gratitude for life, gratitude for the sanguine, sentimental simplicity that was thrust upon the world. An extravagant, insatiable race humbled by nature's visceral defences and its bittersweet retribution. Remember the communities, remember the kindness, remember those that were lost. Remember that hope remained when uncertainty prevailed. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Ellie Stewart My course came to an abrupt end. I had my final workshop via Microsoft Teams and then clicked end call on a screen. The faces of my tutor and coursemates vanished and I was left sitting on the sofa in my flat alone. Video calls are strange and draining things. We experience the uncanny when we see the faces of those we know on screen. They're slightly fuzzy and we can't quite make out the nuances of facial expressions, the subtle movements of their body. We lean forward, we squint, trying to make sense of what we're seeing. They're there, but they're not there. They're them, but they're not them. I miss the physical presence of another person, the way the air moves when they lift their hand to brush a strand of hair behind their ear. How suddenly intimate it is for someone to turn to me and smile. The momentary stillness when I look into another person's eyes and see them, truly see them. I am, yes, still grateful for the video calls, they're a kind of bridge to other beings, different from a phone call, better than only surviving on letters sent in the post. I feel grateful for them, yes. And I also feel angry at them. I don't want these pixelated faces. I want my friends and family back. We can feel grateful and sad. We can feel grateful and angry. We can feel grateful and still feel a grief weigh us down heavier each day, because the longing, the longing doesn't go away. When we can hug one another again, the ache will fade. We'll feel the warmth of one another's bodies. We'll press our beating hearts close. I will remember what it was like to sit lonely in front of a screen. I will remember that being with another person is a gift. To be able to reach out a hand and touch you. To know you are real. 
and I am real, and we are both here together. What I noticed today is that the sky is bright blue. They say it really is bluer. The haze of pollution has cleared so we can see the sky more clearly. And I think, yes, I will be with you all again. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Anonymous. What will I remember? There's a man who sits on the scaffolding outside my window, whistling a tune in the night. He's not really a man, he's the wind. But he sounds like a man. And I'm as afraid of him as I would be of a man. The wind sounds like a man whistling and is as frightening as the most frightening of men. What man whistles outside windows but one with terrible intentions and an appetite for striking fear into hearts? I know those men. I dream about this man who isn't real, who is only the wind. I dream of his watery eyes and heavy hands. I see him, this not-there-man on the scaffolding, tunelessly torturing me in the night. I swat away at him in my sleep, hitting myself in the face. I try to run, but I'm paralysed and I'm nothing and I have nowhere to go. When I wake up, I am shaking, damp-skinned. I lie in the dark and I listen. The wind is as real as any man and that's the truth. I remember the wind pulling my arm through the car window, drawing patterns on my skin, slipping through my fingers. I remember the wind ripping me to shreds on the mountainside, tearing me apart. I remember the wind's power over the waves, its relentlessness. I remember destruction. I lie in the dark and I listen. Somewhere a clock ticks. Clocks always tick louder at night. Have you ever noticed that? Maybe it isn't a clock at all. But the man pacing back and forth on the warm boards in hard-soled boots or ticking his fingers on the window pane. We huddle down my small self and I, wishing for comfort. We wish we weren't so alone. I tell my small self, it's not really a man. I tell her not to be afraid. No one can get us now. But she knows as well as I do. We know no one will protect us. The promises I make are lies I would never speak in daylight. Still, don't be afraid. I tell her, I won't let anyone hurt you. I whisper the words into the whistling, ticking night and I know she doesn't believe me. Things to remember after lockdown. 
by Charlotte Rosa Churchill. There was a time when it felt like kindness had died out, a bit like the dinosaurs really, pretty much extinct, buried, just fossil-shaped memories. How can you bring a fossil back to life? That's the power of humanity. It can be restored in little flecks of goodwill which has been spent, spent like a currency, <laughs> although it's quite funny really doesn't cost anything to be kind. It's the only currency ever to be unlimited, and yet so much of it is wasted. Time. Time is endless and quite painful, actually. It can either go too fast or too slow, but it's about how you choose to spend your time, which is important. And that's quite scary. It suddenly makes you aware of how responsible you are for your own life and choices. I know, deep down, I think I know that people want to carry across these little daily and monthly epiphanies into after lockdown, making sure to check up on people who are the quietest of the quiet, making sure to help little old Barbara with her shopping as she struggles to leave the house, which would normally go unnoticed. They say that the climate has improved since lockdown. I can't really disagree with this, but as the planes return to the sky and traffic jams return on the M25, we will remember what it means to be on standby, not moving, not progressing. And this will stay with us in a funny way. Well, it's not really funny at all. It's just a sort of familiar way. Time so unheard of suddenly being remembered as familiar. Land and time, which made everybody stop and think. Tick, tick, tick. Carrying the small flecks of kindness close to them. Like little fossils filled with hope. You may not be able to bring a fossil back to life, but these shells can capture and remember. A time that came after the dinosaurs, and in amongst selfish humans. A time when people cared. These are the little fossils filled with familiar kindness. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Zoe Ellsmore Today I watched a sparrow hopping about on the pavement. I walked around the block. I read Harry Potter, but gave up when the words stopped going in. I let my daughter play with off-limit kitchen cupboards. I sat at the table, half-watching her, half-staring into space. I haven't spoken to friends, sent an email or baked bread. I gave up after one rather dense attempt. Today, I've done nothing. Well, nothing you'd bother to tell anyone about on a Zoom call. Two months ago, this would have been unthinkable. I'm a doer, a planner. I book the holidays, reserve the tables, start the WhatsApp groups. So in the first week of lockdown, I panicked. It would just be me, my daughter and my partner hanging around the house. Surely I would go stir crazy. And then I was furloughed. So there would be no work to add variety to my days either. But as the days passed, slow and indistinguishable, 
I discovered the joy of doing nothing, of listening to birds. I can recognise a sparrow's chirp and a robin's trill now, of letting my daughter lead on play rather than dragging her to classes, of a walk through the woods being the most exciting thing to happen all week. Time is no longer marked by dates and events I can tick off on a calendar. Instead, I remember that in week two of lockdown, the cherry blossom bloomed, and in week six, it fell like ticker tape over the street. That in week one, it got dark at 6.30pm, and now it's light till half nine. That my daughter started standing eight weeks in. Time is marked by nature, marching onwards, and my daughter outgrowing clothes. Living in the here and now isn't something that comes naturally to me. I've always been a worrier. I overthink things, worry about what might happen next year. But in the midst of coronavirus, the future has been so scary, plus planning so pointless, that the only way I've managed mentally is to focus on the here and now, on sparrows and kitchen cupboards. This, of course, makes me one of the lucky ones. I'm not a doctor or carer. I don't work in a supermarket. While I do nothing, others are under unimaginable stress. Doing nothing is a luxury, and I don't want to ever forget that. Come on down to the dawn of the world. Let's take that path through the atmosphere. Thank you for listening to episode three of After Lockdown. A huge thank you to all the actors who performed on the podcast for giving up your time and for receiving scruffy director's notes via WhatsApp. Thank you to Dull's Eye producers Maddie Berry and Wendy Grace who generated a great deal of much-needed laughter during the making of this podcast. Finally, a nod to the bravery of our writers. Those who allowed us in, who let us see through your closed windows into your lives to share your thoughts, fears and reflections during this intense and difficult time. You are courageous and we salute you. And to our listeners, thank you. Really hope you enjoyed the show. This week's actors were Vanessa Johnson, Rachel Hilton, Sarah Kerr, Charlotte Worthing, Nicola Taylor, Amy Eubank, Emily Houghton, Vicky Bothwell, Sophie Whitebrook, Jane Edwards and Ashley Cook. This week's writers were Wendy Grace, Charlotte Rosa, Carla Cox, Victoria Thornton-Field, Ellie Stewart, Shakira Stella, Matthew Field, Zoe Ellismore and Michelle Mangle. Take out your guitar and pray with the crowd in the palace And our souls are like magnets that attract us like fragments Floating in the yellow desert